Friends and family, welcome to TPFDS. And the jewel of the day comes from Toni Morrison, who said, if there's a book that you want to read, but it hasn't been written yet, then you must write it. Hmm, something serious right there. And friends and family, our guest today is none other than Ruby Carlin. Welcome into the space, Ruby. Good to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thanks. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm from San Diego, California, and I'll be a senior at Brandeis in the fall. Um, And I'm studying politics and Hispanic studies and legal studies. And some of my favorite things that I've done in my time at Brandeis have been studying abroad twice. I've gotten to go to the Netherlands and to Mexico and becoming an orientation leader as well. So I'm happy that I can come on here and talk about something that's really special to me. Thank you. We're happy to have you. So if you would, indulge just a little bit and share some of your stories or a story, whichever you choose. Sure, yeah. Um, One story that I thought of um, is actually from when I was a freshman going through orientation myself. Mm -hmm. And it was a big reason why I wanted to be an orientation leader in the first place. Um, I was was so nervous coming to Brandeis as a freshman. I'm from (laughs) California, like I said, and knew nobody. um, So I felt way out of my element. I was pretty scared. And then throughout the few days of orientation and the activities, I met some cool people um, in my group and just meeting, you know, other new students at the activities. And um, the day after orientation ended, when we weren't really doing as many activities and we weren't eating with our orientation groups anymore, um, I was in the dining hall for the first time kind of alone and didn't recognize anybody. Mm-hmm. And then I saw three people that I had met at those activities um, through orientation and I asked if I could sit with them. And that di- and then I sat with them and that day we made a group chat called the Breakfast Club um, because we were there for <laughs> breakfast. And we agreed that we would kind of let each other know when we were gonna go eat in the dining halls so we could all eat together because none of us really knew anybody. Mm. And now, you know, three years later, that group chat still exists. And, you know, those people are my best friends now. So, um, and I wanted to share this because I think so many incoming students um, feel are feeling these same feelings. You know, they're nervous about making friends, worried about how you meet people, especially um, in these kind of virtual times that we're in. Yes. And just, you know, if you're willing to take that kind of tiny first step and, you know, even introduce yourself on one of your virtual orientation meetings or anything like that, um, you're kind of opening yourself up to a whole world of opportunity. And as an orientation leader now, I think it's great that um, I get to support incoming students who may be feeling these same feelings and be a resource for them. That's a great story. I'm glad that the Breakfast Club still continues. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> might you uh, Might you do the same thing for your orientation group yourself? Yeah, we d- definitely, definitely. We already have a group chat going, even with our virtual meetings going on, and I would love it if they um, if they continued on that legacy. That'd be nice. I was speaking with another orientation leader not too long ago and shared that at some point we may have a orientation group takeover kind of thing where maybe you can get your group together and you do a TPFBS takeover and just share some good energy. That's all. That would be amazing. Yeah, my my group has been awesome so far, and it's it's really cool getting to know people even in this virtual format that we're having. It's really pretty inspiring to see how into it they are and how willing to kind of just jump right in they are. Um, yeah, it's great spending time with them. Uh, I agree. the The adjustment and the commitment by students to this time period is 
is, is something that you, you can't describe, but definitely know that it is a level of commitment and selflessness that is appreciated, along with the complexity of the time period as well, particularly as we as we navigate multiple pandemics, if you will. And yeah. the and, and to that effect, if you would, is there an inspirational quote or are there some inspirational words you would want to impart on, on some of the listeners? Yeah, um, I heard this last week and it's kind of been my mantra repeating in my head ever since. And it's just the words, you were built to do tough things. And I think, you know, as a student, especially in my fellow students going into this next year of our academic lives, kind of in the midst of COVID and everything else, we should just remind ourselves that we were built to do these tough things and that we're up for the challenge of it. So that's been helping me out lately and I hope I hope other people enjoy it as well. Ruby, that's a powerful quote. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, it, it sounds so similar to something that I say to folks all the time, which is that we're the people that are supposed to be here when this thing is happening. So let's get to it. And yeah, um, I like that. Do the right, yeah, and do the right thing. Um, and sometimes the right thing is the tough thing. So as we deal with COVID-19 and we deal with systemic racism and trying to dismantle it in life itself, um, all of this is so important. So thank you for making the time and share, sharing some of your heart and your head with some of the folks um, on the TPFBS family. So we appreciate you. Thank you so much, Ruby. Thank you so much for having me. And so everyone else, we will talk to you and see you soon in the next segment. The other thing is subscribe to the podcast and also provide love and light to those that are around you. All right, take care. And until next time, be light. Bye.